What's up? Here's one for you. I've a professional background in sales, okay? So multiple roles in multiple industries. So the industries are, the industries include but aren't limited to fuck retail, food service, telecoms, taxation, construction, digital media and leisure off the top of my head. And within those industries I've had various different roles. So telesales, account management, field sales, business development, consultancy and then running my own business, doing the sales for my own business, which is I suppose a bit of all those. Slightly different because I'm the owner and I don't have to you know, seek approval or double check anything or anything of the sort. So that's, it's kind of all encompassing when, you're, when it's your own business. But why am I fucking reciting my CV to you? I was chatting to a friend of mine there today and we covered a couple of topics and I kept, I kept, I kept noticing that I was aware of certain things that she wasn't aware of and it wasn't until she left that I realised the only reason I know those things is because of my kind of professional background, my, my, my time spent in sales. And just to give you an idea of that, uh, of, of how that came about and what the hell I'm talking about, she brought her daughter to a chiropractor. And as I said, I think on the, the last episode, chiropractors are someone that I need to do a solo podcast on. Because I, as, as far as I'm aware, as far as I know, it's a completely spurious endeavour. So it's, 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 put it this way, you don't need a medical degree to be a doctor. My, or to be a doctor, of course you need a medical degree to be a doctor. Being a doctor, being a general practitioner or a GP is an actual thing. My understanding of chiropractors is that they're not. The whole chiropractor thing isn't recognised at all. You're not a doctor, even though chiropractors refer to themselves as doctors. My understanding of it is they have no business doing so. Anyway, as I said, I'll do a, a, an entire podcast on chiropractors, home, homeopaths and people with cures and all that jazz at a later date. But anyway, this person said that they had brought their daughter to this chiropractor and had great results. Granted, you know, I'm sure there are stories of people who brought their kids to witch doctors and had great results too. But that aside, getting back to the more sales end of things. She mentioned that when she brought her daughter to him originally, he said that, yep, he identified the problem basically and said, look, it's going to take 12 sessions to help your kid and it's, you know, 20 quid or 50 quid a session, whatever it is. And my friend said, look, whatever it takes, you know, go for it. Typically speaking, when people go to these people, they're kind of at the the end of their tether. But again, I'm going down that route and I don't want to. I'll, I'll... park that for another episode but essentially what happened was he said it'd be 12 sessions at x amount of pop and lo and behold three sessions in he went do you know what you don't need to come back and she mentioned this to me as if to say or to imply that 
if he was, you know, a con man, basically, that he would have continued with the 12 sessions to get the, the money out of her. Like, he, he passed up business, basically. And her take on that, she saw that as a sign of how reputable, basically, that he was. But in sales land, that's a tactic. And there's a fucking term for it. It's called under-promising and over-delivering. So, to give another example of it, you ring up a plumber. And you say, look, man, I've got a leak. Or something's wrong, or whatever. He comes out and he has a look, and he hymns and haws, and he goes, oh, God, oh, right, mm, yeah. You know, that's going to be... That's going to be two days' work at 200 quid a day. So it's going to cost you 400 quid. You go, fucking what? But, you know, there's water coming out of your fucking ceilings and you just go, right, well, look, if that's what it's going to cost, that's what it's going to cost. He does the job in a day and says, look, I bent over backwards. I pulled out all the stops. It's only, it's only a day's. It's only a day's work, so it's only 200 euro. You go, happy fucking days best plumber ever there's 250 quid fucking thank you so fucking much you're just the best plumber ever i can't wait to refer you to all my friends because you're a real decent lad you could have taken your time and squeezed two days out of it but you didn't you're a fucking legend if he had told you it's going to take yeah if he if he had said say he looked at the problem and went uh yeah quick enough fix yeah um yeah get that done, you know, it's not a lot of work in it, but you know what, probably stretch it out to the day, charge you 200 quid for the day, you would have looked at him and said, are you fucking for real? 200 quid for a fucking a relatively easy job by your own admission? Yeah, well, you know, I'm a plumber and, you know, you need to fix it, so that's what it's going to cost you. Would you recommend that cunt? Would you give him a 50 quid tip? No, you give him the 200 quid and you'd be disgusted it cost you 200 quid to fix it. And you'd badmouth your man for the rest of his life. And there's, there's something to that, that language can be so fucking tricky and communication can be so tricky. And like sales is all about communication, essentially. The, you know, the, the science of persuasion, basically. And another thing that's just, just come to mind is there's a... I don't think I've mentioned this before, hopefully I haven't. But anyway, there's two... What's the story? There's two monks. And they're both chain smokers. They're off living in some fucking monastery together. And, you know, smoking fucking 150 fags a day each. Love their fucking smoking. But it's killing them not being able to smoke in mass. Absolutely killing them. And, you know, they have to go to mass and pray for fucking five hours every day. And it's just they're, they're not being able to smoke. And both of them are at the end of their tether. So they both go to their respective superior, superior say. And, you know, they're, go they're going to ask, basically, can they smoke in in mass, like, well, can they smoke while they're praying? So they go off to their respective superiors and come back the next day. One lad has a big smile on his face, the other lad's fucking depressed out of his head. So the lad that's smiling goes, what the fuck is wrong with you? He goes, what do you think's wrong with me? I asked your man, could I um, smoke while I prayed? And he gave me, you know, 100,000 fucking Our Fathers and 500,000 Hail Marys for punishment, basically, the fucking cheek that I would ask such a thing. So, you know, he's not allowed. What are you so fucking happy about? Oh, well, he's, your man's letting me smoke. Fuck off. How did you fucking pull that one? And the way the other guy phrased it was, he asked his superior, would it be okay if he prayed while he smoked? 
And a superior said, oh, fucking fair play to you. Of course you can. You know, prayer can be done when you're riding a bicycle. And I know it's a kind of a cheesy example, but it just goes to show how, how you phrase something can have a different outcome. And sales is a lot, a lot like that. So that's under-promising and over-delivering. The emotional response is another thing. It's not something that I really ever had to, to deal with in, in the work that I did. Maybe I could have used it or maybe I wasn't aware of it at the time. I don't know. But I saw a, 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 brilliant, a brilliant yet horrible example of it only recently, only within the last couple of days. And it's an AIB ad. Allied Irish Bank, our good old buddies at AIB. And... The ad is, I think the mother is holding her. She could have her hands over the kid's eyes or she could be making the kids close their eyes and then she goes, you know, now open your eyes or something like that. And the kids open their eyes and they're like, ah! and you can just see their little innocent faces light up and it's just, it's what you want to see as a parent. You just, that's what you want to give your kid, you know, 24-7 if, if it was possible. And they go running off and the camera follows them and, you know, there's this big, extravagant treehouse at the end of the floor, treehouse or play centre thing, whatever the fuck it is. And then it comes up, you know, oh, then it cuts back to the, the mother and the father and they're both there kind of smiling to themselves, you know, fucking chuffed with how fucking great they are. And the kids are, yay, all fucking singing and dancing and hugging each other and jumping up and down and going up and down the stairs and down the slide and it's all happy families. And then it's, you know, loans of a thousand euro approved in 15 minutes or whatever the fuck it is. No mention of the interest rate. No mention of, you know, requirements or late payment fees or, you know, no, no financials included in the ad whatsoever. And the message is, that, sorry, the message isn't we are an institution that lends money you pay us back in monthly instalments and we make a profit. So no mention that the thousand euro loan that you get is going to cost you 1200 or 1500 or whatever it is over the course of six months or a year or whatever. You know, no terms and conditions, no nothing. The message in the ad, the essence of the ad is love your kids, yeah? Want to see them happy? Well, we can make your kids happy for you. You're busy at work you're busy you know, doing this, you're busy doing that, you're trying to pay the bills, you probably don't have the money to spoil them like you, like you might want to, but we, we'll, we'll facilitate that. We'll facilitate you putting big, happy smiles on your children. And that's evoking an emotional response. That's the kind of the, the sales terminology behind it. And there's a word for the type of people who do that, and that word is cunt. So the people who do that are cunts. I said yesterday that I was going to try and tone down the swearing, but I also said that sometimes there's an appropriate word, and sometimes that word is a swear word. And speaking of evoking an emotional response, people who do that, there's typically no substance to what it is that they're trying to get across. So the odds of that, you know, 1,000 quid approved in an hour ad, the odds of that being a good deal are practically non-existent. Now, I haven't rang AIB, I haven't gone onto their website, I haven't done anything like that. I haven't checked this out in the least, because you need not. 
if it was the best loan in the country, they would have said, come to AIB, we've the best loans in the country. But they don't have the best loans in the country, they're the better fucking advertising company working for them in the country. Cunts. Taking advantage of people with children, essentially. Can't afford something? Just get a loan for it. No fucking bother. whoop de woo No mention of, you know, what happens when you can't pay your mortgage. No mention of late payment fees that crucify people. No, 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 no. But anyway, another example of that is the no campaign for this repeal the 8th crack. And I'm yet to hear an actual argument from the no side that can't be, or sorry, not that can't be, but that isn't essentially, I don't like it, or I think it's wrong, or it'll make God crazy, or it'll be the end of the world. And they're all, you know, there's, there's no logic, there's no ration, no rationale. Not that I've heard, I'm not saying that that doesn't exist, but if it does, I haven't heard it. So I'm off the lead at gmail.com. I, I'm getting a little bit worried that I haven't met anybody who can articulate in any way a half-decent argument in relation to why the Eighth Amendment shouldn't be repealed. I, I haven't heard it. I'm, does it exist? You'd have to think that there's some fucking argument other than it's against my religion or I just think it's evil. But if it's out there, I haven't heard it. So please, I'm off the lead at gmail.com. You don't have to come on. You don't have to get into a back and forth. Just give me something. But the reason that that came to mind was I was driving through Navin only yesterday and I suppose over the last couple of weeks and vote no or babies will die, I think was one of them. Um, vote no to abortion on demand. At six weeks, I can move. Vote no. And they all evoke an emotional response. And of course, they all have the, the CGI picture of the baby in the womb. And by the way, those coloured images where you can see you know, the, the fingers and the toes and the fucking all the rest of it or whatever, they're CGI. They're, they've been made on a computer, okay? I've seen several ultrasounds and they don't look anything like that. You can't get an ultrasound in colour for a start. So if you're looking at a picture of like a fetus or something, it's a fake image. Now I'm not saying it doesn't represent what they're saying it represents accurately. It could be a fantastic image. Like a lot of the pictures that you will see of distant stars and indeed our own star, the sun, and loads of like atoms and things that you can't physically take photographs of, a lot of them are remarkably accurate. I'm not doubting the accuracy of these images, but I think a lot of people are kind of conned by them. Not conned by them, but they think they're photographs. They're not, okay? An ultrasound in colour is a fake image. So, sorry, that was just a little rabbit hole I ended up going down. But anyway, I haven't heard an actual argument. I've only heard the emotional response argument. So if it's out there, let me know it. Getting back to sales. Samples is another one. You walk through a supermarket and they're essentially giving away free fucking sausages or bits of wraps or whatever the hell they give away free these days. Little tasters of drinks or ice creams or whatever. The sales jargon behind that is called the law of reciprocity. And you'll have felt that if anyone's ever done you a favour. If anybody's ever gone out of their way to do something for you, or if you've asked somebody and they've obliged, you kind of instinctively have that, oh fuck, I better, you know, 
give him 50 quid or, you know, do something for him. We all kind of get that instinctively. And it's called, there's a name on it, it's called the law of reciprocity. And it's not because businesses just love giving away free samples for no good reason. It's because they know they'll get it back. And if you're listening to this and nodding, then you just get it. But if you're listening to this and going, that's bullshit, I gobble up all those samples all the time and I never buy any of that shit. Fair enough. But do you think that the businesses who have been doing it for years are making a loss on that? They're not. They appreciate that the likes of you makes up whatever percentage of the population, but a small percentage. So it's obviously worth doing it. So it's just, it's just another little kind of sales trick. Hooks are another one. That's, again, that's the kind of sales jargon, the hook. What, kind of, what grabs your attention? And I was suckered by one of these really embarrassingly. God, the fucking thoughts of it. And the only reason that I can repeat it now is because it was, what was I? I don't know. What was I? 17, 18? So, Jesus, 15 odd years ago, more. Um, I joined Jackie Skelly's in Navan, a gym in Navan. And I joined because they had a huge big sign outside saying no joining fee. And me, in my innocence, thought that meant no monthly membership fees. So in I went, looking for my fucking free membership, essentially. And your mum goes, no, no, that, that's no joining fee. Like there's, there's a monthly price. And I, in my innocence, went, oh, yeah, well, no, of course, yes, yeah, no, yeah, I, I know, obviously, oh, God, yeah, not to look stupid, even though she was probably sitting there going, this is a fucking sucker and a half coming in here looking for free membership. And what did I do? I signed up to fucking 60 quid a month. And, as it happens, kept it for about two fucking years. As you do. Back in the day, good old days, boom time. But anyway, that's a, that's a hook. That's just to get you in the door. And that, another example of a hook, I think I mentioned it in a previous episode, was, I think it was a Vodafone ad. And it was, you know, unlimited calls, unlimited texts, a billion gig of monthly download and international calls and free texts and roaming and all the rest of it, you know, only 25 quid a month. I was like, whoa, that got my attention. I was like, holy shit, that's good. You know, for the first three months. And after that, it's two and a half grand a week for the rest of your life. With a hundred million euro fucking fine if you <laughs> cut your lifetime contract. And again, these are hooks. These are things to just, just to get you. They, 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 they get you on the end of the line and then they spend the next whatever amount of time it is reeling you in, basically. Limited offers are the same. You know, buy one, get one free. Ooh, you'd be losing money, sure, if you didn't take up that offer. You didn't need one in the first place, you lunatic. All of a sudden, because you get buy one and get one free, you need two of them? But I suppose the overarching point of why I'm mentioning all this stuff is I'm, I suppose, far more aware of these tricks of the trade than most, given my background. And I think that's what I'm going to try and do more of in future when I get guests on. To use my own terminology, I've been in the sales loop. So when I get people in from different loops, I've been having conversations with them and it's been a great window into 
just a, diff a different world, I suppose. You know, the psychedelics world, the athlete world, the tech world, the autism world, the airline world, the mu music world, all these different worlds that some of us are in and some of us are not. And I think that's what's, that's what's interesting. If you're, like if, you're a, if you're an endurance cyclist, you're probably not going to like Graham Mackin's one that much. And if you're a consciousness cosmonaut, you're probably not going to enjoy Ivor's one that much. And if you're a mythology expert, you're probably not going to enjoy Anthony Murphy's one that much. But if you barely know what a psychedelic is, you're going to love Ivor's one. And if you've heard of Irish mythology but you don't really know anything about it, you're going to love Anthony Murphy's one. So going forward, I think I'm going to try and... Well, I'll ask the question at least. Because I think this kind of came up with... The name escapes me, Jesus Christ, he was my last guest. It's always the way, isn't it? Robin and Oscar are his kids. But I can't remember the man's name. Hilarious. He's an air traffic controller. I remember both his kids' names and his occupation. And the man's name escapes me. Donald. Jesus. Uh, I said it to Donald. I asked him what were the misconceptions that people had in relation to kind of airlines and travel and, and all that kind of crack. And indeed autism. And he told me a couple of them. But that's one thing that I haven't asked other guests. And I think that would be a good one. Because if... Hypothetically, if, if I was a guest on you know, the Off The Lead podcast, if, if this wasn't my thing and somebody had invited me on and I was in the sales loop, I'd be able to talk about you know, under-promising and over-delivering, evoking emotional responses, the law of reciprocity, hooks, limited offers, and all the little tricks and tips that, that people in the sales loop would know. And it just, I suppose it inoculates, it would inoculate, it has inoculated me to being suckered in by a, a lot of different things. And I, I see people, you know, spending money on stuff and, and getting hooked in by like ideologies and you know, just different kind of belief systems and that, and kind of looking at them and going, how do you not get that? Without thinking to myself, the reason they don't get that is because they don't have fucking 15 years sales and business development experience. So moving forward, I think that's something I'm gonna try and do with, my, with, with future guests. Another thing that I've been kind of wary of is I keep saying that I'm going to get back to stuff and I keep saying I don't want to talk about that now until I get my thoughts in order and that's never going to happen. But what might be a good halfway point to that would be to start up a blog. And <laughs> even, <laughs> even, even when I said the word blog, I noticed myself go, blog. You know, and you know, bloggers. I don't, I don't know why, maybe this is just me or maybe everyone gets what I'm talking about, but there's something about blogging and bloggers and blogs that just makes me go, Ugh. I don't know what that is. Even in relation to me writing one, there's just this kind of, oh, bloggers, fuck off. I, I genuinely don't know where that comes from. But anyway, I'm thinking of starting a, a blog. So the idea being that it will be called Off the Lead and in Writing. And the idea of that would be to pick something that I've spoken about before, say, let's say the sales thing, or say my views on abortion, or my views on euthanasia, or my views on, on whatever it is, and really, you know, really kind of finalize them and put them in writing. Because as I, as I mentioned on another recent podcast, when you write, I think you slow down your thinking process. 
and you can get your thoughts in better order because you can whatever thoughts are in your head you can put them on the page and then the next day you can come back to them and tweak them and then the next day you can come back to them and tweak them and over the course of maybe a couple of days or a couple of weeks months or years or whatever the timeline is you basically nail down how you think about something and then that can be published and it'll be in writing basically so instead of me saying look i've spoken about this in the podcast i don't know what podcast it was it was you know you know listen to the fucking 80 odd hours I've had up there and you'll stumble across it somewhere along the line. But if I was to write a blog entitled My Thoughts on Abortion, you know, I wouldn't have to tell people, oh, it's there, thereabouts. It's, I think it's between episode 20 and episode 26. It's there, thereabouts, that window. So listen to them all and you'll stumble across it somewhere. No, I'd be able to direct people to exactly what it is and I'd be able to direct myself to exactly what it is. So if I write something this year, I'd be able to maybe reflect on it last year and maybe edit it and maybe update it. And it will give, ideally it will give people a chance to read it and then get back to me and say, look, they've copied and pasted the paragraph that they objected. I object with this and this is why I object to that. Because a couple of people have, have essentially misquoted me. They've said that, yeah, I was listening to what you said in the podcast there the other day and I don't agree with you. But then when you get into it, it's not really what I said at all. But if it was in writing, then, you know, as the saying goes, it'd be in writing. So... I'd be very interested to know whether or not a blog would be something you'd be interested in. I'm going doing it anyway, but I don't know. I just, I'd like, I can't get enough feedback. I really can't. And positive and negative. And I'm going to do my best to just do as I please, really. Because if this isn't, I don't want this to turn into work. I want this to be, I suppose... I suppose that the solo episodes in a large part and the conversations are about, I suppose, sick bag at the ready personal development. And I'm broadcasting my own personal development. And hopefully the people who are listening to this regularly are on their own kind of personal development journey. And if you've learned something or if you've, I don't know, maybe, maybe you've learned, maybe you've changed your opinion on something and maybe I've touched on the topic, or maybe I haven't. But let me know. So, thoughts, comments, queries, all the rest of it, recommendations. I'm off the lead at gmail.com, will get me directly. If you want to support me, you can support me by telling your friends about it, by writing reviews, by subscribing to it, by liking, by sharing. All and any of that helps. You want to go one step further and financially support me? www.patreon.com forward slash I'm off the lead. If you've ever set up an email account or a Facebook or a Twitter, it's the same. You can give me a euro a month or more or you can make one-off donations. All of that goes a long, long way. And thanks again to everyone who has. And I'll chat you soon.